Let's say you see a friend, a neighbor, or somebody you go to church with at uh, sitting at a bar somewhere, and they're not with their spouse. Is it any of your business? Donna says yes, and she's developing an app where you upload a photograph of the two people to out them. I say this goes against our policy, which has always been mow your own grass. Pretty heated conversation coming up during this episode of the Cadillac Jack, my second act podcast. And I forgot our 19th wedding anniversary last week. Yeah, hang around for that segment, too. My name is Cadillac Jack. I joined Atlanta Radio when I was 19 years old, put in a loyal 26 years. Welcome to my second act. It's a podcast where we talk about things you're already talking about with your family and friends. Conversations about current events, pop culture, music, plus endearing and revealing stories about marriage, parenting, and personal growth. My name is Donna. I'm Caddy's wife. Um, what? Do you, how do you feel about this? Like, there's this thing going around. Like, okay, there's an app, and everybody's probably familiar with it called Next Door, and it's so you have to be in that neighborhood. You have to be accepted into that kind of neighborhood group to be able to comment and leave comments on people's next door and you know it's kind of like facebook but obviously for like your neighborhood so how do you feel about there's been people posting lately and i know this has happened before but i've just kind of gotten on to next door like people and they're not always kids who are driving erratically or what people think is erratically maybe they're you know following too closely or yeah speeding or they pass them or whatever and lately the trend has been i know in the past people would blur out people's license plates and I've seen a couple lately where they do not blur them out. And they're like, this is a a blue Audi. This is the license plate. It was a kid with dark hair driving. And I even saw one where the person said, my kid said that this kid goes to blank school and they know them. But they stopped short of saying their name. Well, why not? If you you know who they are, just reach out to their mom and dad if it's such an issue. Well, that's my question. Do you think it's okay to like, what's your feeling on like publicly putting people's license plates and stuff like that, calling them out for things like that? Especially if they're like kids or, or regular people. It, is it Adults. legal? First of all, I don't even know. Is it legal? I don't, I don't know. Um, I, I don't. I, here's what I would do first. I would try to reach out to their parents. And I think that. If that, you knew them. Uh, I think you can. If, if you knew who they were. All right. Let's say you know who they are, but you don't have their number. All right. You're not in the same group of friends or whatever. Friend group as an adult. If you can't find them and it's, a, it's truly is a safety issue. And it's 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 happening all the time. Ah, I don't. I think I'm probably okay with it. Yeah, I do. I mean, I think like with cars and stuff. Like, I would want to know if my kids were driving, running stop signs, tailgating people, or my husband. I'm just kidding. Or anyone like was doing that. I would. I would want to know. There was someone in our neighborhood a long time ago when our kids were very, very, very young, and they don't live in the neighborhood anymore. And their kid, because we have a stop sign. It's a one way stop sign into our neighborhood and the kid would never stop at the stop sign. And a couple of times it was like, you would almost barrel into him from the other direction. And I remember I said something in passing to the parent, like, you know, and I said it like, you should, you know, just be careful because I'm afraid they're going to get hit. It did not go over well at all. No. What did did they say? Uh, No, he's a very safe driver. I think you have him. I think you have it mistaken. Who was it? I'm not going to tell you. But I was just like, oh, okay. So it was kind of like I tested the water and got my toes bit off. So wasn't worth it. But I find it interesting. And and then there's the ones that I, the thing about next door is like, I don't know how, how I feel about those. But I do think if, if it could save someone's life before they, you know, because some of these kids, like especially on the roads out where we are, um, they think they can pass or they don't understand double lines. And I mean, I've been tailgated a lot lately out around here too, where people are just like, they're in a hurry to get somewhere. But the ones that I am all for is there's one thread that I've been following in a different county kind of near us. And it's this dog that everyone sees on their way to work or to school. And he barely has this dog house and he is um, chained up outside, never has water, just very sad looking dog. And um, all these people are like, can we just go take the dog? They're like, what they're saying is like, can we say to the owner, would you like to surrender the dog? So then they did that. And the owner, of course, told them that it was none of their business, that the dog was being cared for to get off their property. And so then someone's like, can we just go and mysteriously like 
No. The dog is missing, but no. then that's trespassing on someone's property. You can steal somebody's dog. Right. But if they're not caring for it, and so call, then call animal control. they that's have, what, all these people have, and the people have made numerous trips out and all kinds of stuff. So I'm kind of all for that one. Like, I think it's interesting how, like, again, there is an app for everybody, like something where you can out someone for everybody. So do you remember the show um, Cheaters? I do. Where that man would drive that van around and he would just like jump out of this cargo van and like come after call, these people. Yeah. Or and like you. people were at the Holiday Inn, they were coming out, they were getting caught and all this stuff. Well, I bet there, there's going to become like a cheaters app where like you can turn people in and post them. How, how would that come down? I don't even know, but I've been thinking about this. Like, could they like, because the other day this like old episode of cheaters came up and I'm like, hmm, what is the modern version of that? You know how you're always thinking like, okay, because it seems so old when I was watching it. Like, oh, this man had on like this three piece like Guido suit that hosted it. And I'm thinking, okay, like what's the modern version of this? It's kind of like the catfishing thing, you know, that show. But then like, what if there was an app and you could blindly like just take pictures of people coming out of hotels and places like that, bars, like if you saw two people sitting at a bar, like hugging on each other, you could like take a picture and be but like, is, but that's not your business. I know. But imagine like, is this your husband or is this your wife? And like upload it to the site. But the thing without pixelating their faces, I don't know. You can't, Donna, you can't do but that. But here's the thing that got me thinking. Charlotte school has this like account on Instagram for bad parkers. Students or teachers? Or both. Any and all or everything. Everything. And so people take pictures of people that park bad and they're like, they don't put their license plate or the person on it, but people know whose cars are whose. And they're like, this one didn't do too well. And it'll be like some kid with like their, you know, Corolla up on a curb. So how far are we going to go with these apps? Like reporting on people, turning people in. How about mind your own business? Yeah. Mow your own grass. Kind of. Don't we live by that mantra? Yes. Yes, 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 yes. But I mean, if it is a safety issue. Would you? I think that's different. Yeah. But I don't think it's your business if... if Somebody parts crooked. If, that or... Yeah, no. Or somebody sit in the bar with somebody that's not their mom or their dad or the mom. There's a business meeting. Huh, okay. All right. Can we talk about this Apple iPhone upgrade? Yes. Or update. What is it? It's an update, I guess. It's an update. I'm always about six updates behind. Me too. I've Do tried to be that? better about it. But here's the thing that I can't stand about this one. Everybody has their own thing they don't like. The search bar. Because I was talking to my it's sister at about the bottom. It's at the it's bottom. At the bottom. We haven't talked about this. For 10 minutes the other day, I was looking for my search bar. Donna, it's crazy. Why is the search bar at the bottom? I think I know why. I don't it's, like it, but I think I know why. I think so that it doesn't block the screen, right? Uh, well, I think it's that, but it's it's tough to reach your thumbs up like yeah. I'm doing right now to the top where uh, if it's at the bottom. But was this publicized? We just don't like change. No, but like did Apple say, like here's my thing with Apple. I think everyone is so suspicious of them that like if they would just say to us, hey, in order to make your lives easier, we're moving the search bar to the bottom. And here's why. And tell us what you think. Thumbs up, thumbs down. Yeah. Be transparent. Be transparent. Something's driving me crazy with it is that Apple is all up in my text messages. Well, you don't like people in any of your business. That is for sure. For sure. Okay. Well, with this new iPhone update, if you've noticed, like pull yours up right now. I'm going to try to text you right now. It is going to tell me because I just tried to text you a minute ago that you have notifications off. I don't even know what that means. Okay, which that's a whole thing. This whole notification's Donna, on and Donna on. Donna has notifications silenced. She will get it in Hang quiet on. mode. Notify anyway? Uh, what ha- you know what? I want to do that. I want to do that right now. Do okay. you hear me going on? Yeah. What happens if you say notify now? Because I say to that, don't notify me. No, that's not that's not your call. If I have my, my notifications silenced, they're silenced for a reason. Unless you're on fire. No, don't don't push through. Your text message, that's not up to you. It don't break through the um, Who firewall. Who does that? You ready? Okay, I'm going to do it. Apple. Ready? So I'm going to hit, not- I've never done this before. I'm going to hit notify anyway. Okay, it just became very large in, in font on my end. What are you getting? I got nothing. Let me try again. But I think it goes in my notification center. Donna has notifications silenced. Yeah. It won't let me do it again. Okay, here I am. Yeah, so now they're going into my notifications where the sleepy time is, which that's a whole thing. Have you heard, I told you the other day at 10 o'clock and I did not set this. Okay. At 10 o'clock it goes, do, 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 AM do, or PM? do, do, PM, do, 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 like that creepy lullaby music. And I'm like, what is that? The first time I went off, what is that? What is that? And so I thought I had set some new ring. You hit some. Yeah. Some new ringtone. No, it was my phone 
telling me that in order for me to get the amount of sleep that I needed to get based on when my alarm was set every morning. You needed to go to bed. This is why I need to go to bed. Really? It's none of their business. That is that the craziest thing? It's intrusive. Thing? It's intrusive. And then I, I spent like 20 minutes like thinking, okay, did I set this up? But no, it was based on, because I have an alarm set for the same time, Monday through Friday. And based on that time, was Apple that, was, was telling me- Was it eight me, hours out? Was it eight yeah, hours? Yeah, or something like that. Apple was telling me it's time to go to bed. And they said, that, they, said they base it on your weight, your age. How do they know that? How do they know how much you weigh and how much your age is? Here's another one. Here's another one. Look, I'm in sleep focus. While in sleep focus. What is that? How can I be asleep and be focused? What is that? Where did that come from? Here's another one, Donna. And I've I've turned it off, I think. But for a time period, there was like, if you sent me a text and I was driving, you would get a kickback text that says, he's driving. Yes. Well, number one, how do you know that? And number two, why are you sharing my business? Oh my God. I don't think about it that way. Like mine is just like, did I turn that on? You are so like- What am I? Don't tell, like you don't want anybody in the world to tell you to know what you're doing or tell it's you what that. to do. Or, no, it's not that. Well, I don't like people to tell me what to do, but it, it's, it's As a child, business. were you it's, told what to do a lot? I had an older sister, yeah. Okay, yeah. that's normal. Okay, well, I answered your question. Right, but do you think, like, did some person, like, did an adult tell you, like, all the time, this is what you need, what you should be doing? I don't think so, no. okay. I don't think so. Because that so. is definitely a hot button for you. But why, but it's none of your, it's not Apple's business, nor is it your business that you're texting me, the, the, what I'm doing. Right? Right. Okay, whatever. I'll I, tell I you I just what. think it's, I just, it's, it's unnecessary. Apple is out of control. They're out of control. Well, more, t- more so than normal. I'll tell you one. And you just crack me up because you get so fired up with technology. Right. Okay. Yes, hi. You do. So there was one recently like, okay, so we have the Live 360 app and we have, we've had it for a long time. Here we go. And we've had it on all the kids. And when we first got it, we got it originally with Will, who is our son, who's now 22. And we originally got it probably when he was like, I think we put on all the kids' phones, like when they're 14 or 15. And it's a, it is, you have to have it on your phone. Until you can afford to pay your, your phone own bill. bill and your insurance, and even then, I have had her parents say that they still like it on there. Although the kids don't like it on there, just because it makes you sleep better. Like with, until they get out of college, I think you should have it because you just, you know, even if they're getting home at three in the morning, you're like, okay, they're home. But it does suck down the kid's battery. But when I first got it and put it on Will's phone, I was obsessed with it because the analytics that it shows when they start driving or whatever they're doing. Hard breaking, reaching for their phone, using their phone. And so I remember I stored up all this information and I came out guns blazing with Will. Like an attorney. Oh my gosh. Like, you know, you had 42 hard breaks last week. Um, Let's look at the stats. I think I even printed them. You were going over the speed limit. You were speeding in a school zone and you were. But but all of that is concerning as a parent. But some of it wasn't factual. It just Mm. wasn't. So... Part of it with like the phone stuff was when they were cha- he was changing like his music or anyway. So I, you know, I obsessed over it. And then I was just like, this is almost too much, too much information, too much, too much, too much. And so I sort of like laid my gauntlet down for a while. I checked it. Like when he was at school, I'd be like, oh my God, he's in the trees. Where is he? And meanwhile, he just pulled over to like kick ass or something. You know what I mean? Because sometimes when the, the satellite's not working or no, I mean, like if it's not working or whatever, and, and you're talking to the woman who's done, I told you this before in a previous podcast that I did a reverse search on a house that he went to a party for. So, I mean, I am not afraid of all the things and finding out all the things, but then I kind of let it go because it was just too much and it felt very oppressive for him and for me and time consuming. Well, fast forward, you were never in the 360 gang. You were never in our circle. You were never, I mean, you would casually ask me like what's going on or I would obsess about, you know, Will or what he was doing or someone else. And you were like, eh, whatever, because you weren't in on it. Now you downloaded the Life360 app. and well, the ma- you forced me to. Well, because it does help to see if you're picking up from carpool where someone is in the continuum of getting back to the school or whatever, if they're at sports or something. But now you're on Olivia. She's heartbreaking. She's da 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 Donna, did you see the stats from last week? Here's the thing. What is the thing? Like, even her boyfriend said tonight, we were all at dinner. Like, I said, because I said, I do not want you driving fast. Uh-huh. Dad has shown me the stats. You're driving over 80 miles an hour. She goes, Mom, which is true. She said, you can drive my car with me. If I go 
over 60, my steering will start shaking. Like it. Okay, but that doesn't mean she's not going 80. Okay. Let me tell you something. Tonight I looked after dinner. We had a great dinner, by the way. Your uh, uncle Jay. She didn't drive. She drove back. No, she did from Jack's. Oh, okay. You know, they went to Jack after dinner, they went back to Jack's. Okay. And then she drove home. Uh huh. On Bethany Bend, she was going 60. Okay. It's a 45. All right. Hey, you signed me up for it. Oh boy. I was fine not being on it. But now that well, I'm on it. Well, you're not on it. Well, I am though. That's the best that's the Is best it? part. What's that? What's the best part? Tell me. What, what go ahead. Tell me. Tell me that I'm not on I'm on it. I'm on the app. That's that's why I see all of these statistics. And are I'm you concerned. in the circle? I'm concerned. I don't know what that means. Do we know where you are? I'm right here. Yeah, but we you share your locations. Uh I'm I'm right here, or I'm at App and Media. Okay. Or I'm at uh, WEKS in But Fayetteville. do you share your stats? No, because I'm a 48-year-old grown man. Okay. I wonder how many people listening, uh-huh. like certain people in the family share their locations, and there's one or two that are rogue and refuse. I know several. I don't know anybody. I do. I know several. I know no one. You're able, Again, you're able to sleep at night when you know everybody's like safe and what they're doing. And yeah. I, again, I'm here. I'm here. Or I'm at App and Media. Uh, or CVS, or getting groceries, or at work, right? I mean, but is that not true? Is well, I don't true? know because we we don't know. <laughs> You're not in the circle. May the circle be unbroken. By and by, Lord, by and by. All right, let's move along. Let's talk about the mom. I don't have the audio. I thought I did, but she um, maybe having a hot key. Uh, yeah, I do. Here it is. Okay. There's a mom uh, who had. Let's hear the break real quick. Are we sure this is royalty free? Yes. This mom realizes that she has been making a major mistake as a mom, and this is from a. Uh, this is from uh, the talk from TikTok. that we had lost it you know and i figured somebody would probably find it and put it in lost and found oh that's not the right clip it was labeled mom though all right tell the story the mom the mom files insurance after a trip to the pediatrician and the insurance company calls and says listen you you wrote down the wrong birthday for your child and she's like no i didn't no i didn't and they're like she did she did or the doctor's office called and said insurance is kicking it back because the date of birth doesn't match and they're not going to pay whatever's left over after the copay. I just got off the phone with my pediatrician. She's trying to bill our last visit to our insurance company. My son's birthday is the 26th. The insurance company says, no, his birthday's on the 25th. And I say, maybe I should scroll back Facebook to look at the birth announcement. And his birthday is indeed the 25th. For two years, I've been celebrating his birthday on the 26th. The worst part, it's my middle child. Oh, How about boy, that? How boy, about that? Boy, 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 boy. Well, what child was it? The middle child. Does yeah. Say, what does that say? What does that say? Well, I could see it happening more with a third child. Why? Like but middle children give, definitely. Like they de- like my sister was a middle child. And she's always talking about how she was like because like my brother was the first. I was the baby, and like she's like I was just wallpaper. And a lot of middle children say that that they're like just lost in the shuffle, and that's why they have to do stuff to like get attention because they're like, hello, remember me? Like you know that type of thing. There's nothing worse. Then when you, and especially when your kids are with you, when you go somewhere and they're like, child's birthday, and you're like, let's see. Tell me about it. Mine is the year. I always know the day and the month, but then sometimes the years I get tripped up on just because there's so many of them and you can't keep up. I'm horrible with dates too. I'm bad with dates. Always have been. I have a horrible memory. I have a horrible memory, but Mm. with dates, it's just not, uh, I'm no good with dates. Well, well, you want to expand on that? Yeah, we we can talk about it. We have two wedding dates. Because we were married in a foreign country. <laughs> we were. So there's the date that we were married in this foreign land, okay, that was filed in to their government on X day in the month of January. Then there is the United States of America date from when it was filed in to Fulton County Court, which was about uh, three days later, I think. So we have two, two dates. So the question could be, when did you get married? When's your anniversary? Well, listen, you, you want the St. Thomas Virgin Islands date or you want the U.S. Fulton County, Georgia date? Which one would you like? Because they're different. 
but I missed them both this year in 2022. So I admit, I, I didn't register, didn't think about it. I had no idea. We're seated at the kitchen table downstairs. I'd been in Fayetteville. I'd been at work on the South side for two days. And I come back, we're having dinner the next night. Uh, this would be the, I don't even know. When is our anniversary? This would be the day after. <sighs> 17th. And you in front of the kids bring it up. This came up in a court trial. It did? Mullinax. Remember, he, he was so hell-bent on tripping me up on our wedding on our, Oh, on, yes, on yes, our yes, wedding yes, day, yes. Right? Yes. It's like Mr. Mullinax. I called him Mr. Mullinax. Your Honor, did you hear what he called me? You know, you know, the, the judge didn't pay attention. He called me Mr. Mullinax. I did not, Mr. Mullinax. But I did call him Mr. Mullinax because he was just that. Anyway, you always hate your ex-spouse's attorney. You know, you just, am I talking too much? Like my it's, mama, till the day she died, God rest her soul in October, she could not stand. Like she knew the name of my daddy's attorney when they got divorced oh, back yeah. in 1978. Yeah, because it's like that person's taken their side against the other person. Well, there's that, but it's their job to come at you. 85% of my contacts somehow were tied to this old email address because I guess it was the first one that I put in. So immediately, and I didn't know it until later that like I would try to go text somebody and I'm like, wait, where's their phone number? Their contact. And they were associated with the old email address. So, so they were it gone. Just, it deleted them? Then it deleted everything, everything off of my Google calendar. And you know my calendar's life, my Calendly that I work on. Everything moving forward. Everything from before. So like I didn't have, normally it would come up our anniversary. And I would say to you a couple of days in advance, hey, what are we going to do? We're going to go to dinner for our anniversary or whatever. Context clues. So now that's what I'm having to do. When people, if you text me and you think I'm acting crazy, I'm not. You don't need to worry about me. I like have to have context clues from people. Who dis? Well, I know. And that seems so rude though. But I'll be like, they'll be like, somebody will send me a text. and be like, hey, did you see uh, The Bachelor tonight? And I'm like, isn't it funny? Like, where were you watching it? Like trying mm-hmm. to trying to get uh-huh. trying to figure it out. Yeah, it's like when like you a like sleuth. well, like when you do the SAT or when you're like fifth grade and you had to get your context clues and you have to underline them. So I'm thinking they'll be like, "Well, I was watching it. You know, I'm at work just like you. Oh yeah, we work hard, you and I. You know, like I have to like. <laughs> what, what does that mean? Well, like I'm like, then are they going to be like, I know, like, and then say something about the place I work, so I know they work with me, and then that narrows it down to one of seven people or whatever. Yeah, I don't know. It's okay. just crazy, crazy, crazy. So happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. The Big Ten. Most downloaded episodes of the Cadillac Jack, my second act podcast in 2021. I drove to North Carolina to surprise my mom for Mother's Day weekend. On the way back, I got a second speeding ticket in three weeks. But I thought, you know what? I'm going to wait until we're in the studio recording the podcast until I tell Donna so that she can't yell at me, right? A top 10 episode posted May 11th. Title, I Can't Drive 55. (laughs) What's that smell? Put your seatbelt on, man. That one. Why can't you drive like a normal person? I was. So when he came up to you and you were down to it, did he say, hey, dumbass, did you not see me and Gosh. think you might want to slow down as opposed to speeding up when you saw me? No, he said, what's that smell? <laughs> All right. Let's move on. Let's just move on. That is a. You know what? I hope your attorney can help you. <laughs> Hans Appen was producing the podcast that day as Hans tickled. But on Mother's Day, come on, dude, really? So he was waiting on people like me who were racing home to spend time with their wives, the mother of their children on Mother's Day. And he was, I was, I was his prey. I, you literally had no heads up. About no, this I had no heads up. On the run of show, the uh-huh. notes that we have for each other, all it says is reveal. Yes, Mother's Day reveal. <laughs> but yeah. in fact, another speeding ticket. It's a good thing we have an independent accounting firm running the numbers for the top 10 episodes of 2021, because if I were in charge, this one would have never made it. Episode from October 17th, 2021, we had, uh, let's just say we had, uh, we were out to eat hibachi with the kids. So you had had, I wasn't feeling well You had and hibachi didn't help. Let's leave it at that. Okay. (laughs) I had to excuse myself from the hibachi grill. And go to the restroom. And call me from the stall. Donna. Because you needed assistance. <laughs> Charlotte said, where's daddy? So I picked up the phone and i getting ready to call. And I looked down and there's a call coming in from you from the bathroom. I'm next. <laughs> All right. And I often go commando. And I had this particular night. And I thought that it was going. Out of a do you want me to tell the story? Do you want to hear the story? Yes. All right. I thought <laughs> that it was going to be some wind. This particular time, though, turns out 
it wasn't just air. And I had an accident at the hibachi grill in my pants, in my jeans. <laughs> Y'all wanted to go get Brewster's ice cream afterwards, which is two exits north of where we were. And I said, Donna, I shit my pants. If you don't mind, let's go home. My second act. The App and Podcast Network. A top 100 podcast for news and entertainment. Uh, Steve Holman is the voice of the Atlanta Hawks, has been for 37 seasons. This week, Steve Holman will call his 2,792nd Atlanta Hawks game. I'm hating that, That's in a row. That's no sick days. That's, that's not missing a single game. That's a lot. He is a, he, he's an amazing broadcaster, and we've become pretty good friends. He lives on the south side and, and listens to the Bear 92.5, and, and I think he reached out to me when he I first got down there. He appreciates your sports aptitude. Well, there, I have all of that, Don. Uh-huh. So I have him on the show every now and then when there's, you know, Hawks news, things going on. Going to share two pieces here from Steve Holman. One was not even, I didn't even use on the radio. And we're going to do that one second. But it's remember the conversation we had not too long ago about COVID striking down so many NBA players to the point that they didn't think they were going to be able to play at all. And so the NBA implemented what's called a hardship exception. And so they were able to go sign really as replacement players, replacement players, anybody that wanted to sign. And remember the story was the dude who, who uh, was like at uh, the grocery store shopping in produce and the Mavericks called him and they're like, Hey, would Plucked you like to play? Out. And he's like, when? And they're like, now come now. And he played that night. Steve Holman told me how much someone like that made in four quarters because it's, it's standard. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's not union, but there's, there's a pay scale and the other perks that this guy in any replacement player got during that period that the NBA would allow teams to sign anybody they wanted. The amount of money this guy earned in four quarters is going to blow your mind. That part of the conversation is coming up. We're going to start first with uh, Steve Holman, the voice of the Atlanta Hawks, talking uh, real quick here. It's a two-minute two minute segment here uh, about Trey Young and uh, just what it's like to travel with a professional major league sports team. Cadillac Jack. How are you doing? Okay, I'm let me, let me well. mute my... TV here. I'm uh, watching the Pat McAfee show right now. Oh, you're watching Days of Our Lives, Steve. I know better. No, I, I know better. <laughs> Getting ready for Guiding Light. Going to get that in before you leave for State Farm Arena. Yeah, right. Always have to get that in. You're right. <laughs> Dominique was an all-star starter for the Hawks in 87, 88, 89. And now Trey Young is the first Hawks player to be elected as an all-star starter since Dominique. So it's been right. do, the, do the math for me, Steve. It's been it's been a long time. Well, that's a long time. <laughs> like long 36, time. 36, 35 years. It has been a long time, but Trey certainly deserves it. Uh, you know, the year that he's had, uh, considering everything that's happened with the, with the team, with the COVID thing, we've had you know stretches where we had twelve guys out. Uh, I mean, we had guys that uh, I had no idea who they were playing for us. Uh, for stretches, you know, that we bring up from the G League and right, right. not even our G League team, but other G League teams, uh, you know, that so it was hard. And Trey played through all of that. He had his own, he was out three or four games with COVID, but I mean, he's been able to play through a lot of stuff this year. You know, they changed the rules uh, partly because of, uh, of him and James Harden as far as drawing fouls. And, you know, a lot of people thought he wouldn't be able to adjust to that. And look, he's averaging 27, 28 points a game now. Uh, a little over nine assists per game. So he, he's had a terrific year, and we're finally healthy. Uh, you know, the team is on a, a five-game winning streak, hope to make it six tonight against the Celtics. And, you know, he's been such a big part of that. And I think we're finally getting things back on track. And, you know, we're only a game or two out of the, the, the whole playoff thing and, and maybe only a few games out of number six, uh, which, you know, gets you into the, the real four out of seven pl- playoffs instead of the play-in. So uh, he, he's been terrific. And, and what a what a great kid he is. Charles Barkley loves to just, I think he loves to poke people just to get a reaction. He said that that he thought that, there, I think it was a Chicago Bulls player, deserved Trey Young's slot on the All-Star uh, right, roster. Right, Zach Levine, he said, should okay, be starting yes. ahead of him. Trey Young happened to be watching <laughs> when when Charles Barkley, who else on there? Ernie, and and, and you got Shaq, of course, and... Um, Kenny Smith, who, yes. who once played for the Hawks back in the early 90s. Trey Young's at home watching, and he hears this from Charles Barkley. He takes to Twitter. <laughs> so in the booth, I guess they saw this through Twitter because in the same show, then they have a conversation. I'm going to play for you right now about Trey Young's tweet to Sir Charles Barkley. Here we go. 
Trey Young, truly blessed. Thank you to the fans. Always love Chuck. Eat a Twinkie and be quiet sometimes. Thank you, Trey. Congratulations. You shouldn't have started before. Thank you, Trey. Let's get that out the way. Yeah, you should. Uh-huh. 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 Yeah, Trey. That's some moxie right there, man. I like it. you, Trey. He's got a younger brother, too, that's about 13 now that uh, they think might be better than him. So, Alameda County, one of the fastest-growing counties in the entire nation, uh, Grantville, on Monday, their city council passed a resolution or whatever they passed. I don't know what it is. But that uh, business owners can now apply for a permit to uh, become a tattoo shop in downtown <laughs> Grantville. And so I'm, this is what I'm thinking, Steve Holman. When the Hawks take it all this season, you and I are going to meet in Grantville. At uh, at the first tattoo shop that, that sets up, and we're going to get matching Atlanta Hawks tattoos. Are you in? Hey, if we win a championship, yeah. Caddy, I'll do that for sure. And okay. uh, you know, I don't have any tattoos right now. I don't either. I'll, I don't either. I'll, I'll I'll put that big hawk logo right on my okay. left cheek if I have to. Yeah, you know, yeah, your uh, left ass cheek. Yes, and I'll go right. <laughs> yes, exactly. I'll go right. You go left. I'll go right. Okay. Mark, <laughs> hey guys, mark this tape. Steve says yes to the. We can't lose this tape. Okay. <laughs> Steve Holman, the voice well, of the Caddy, thank you again. And it's, uh, like I say, it's great to have you down here on the south side. He's a good guy. I wish that. So you think I'd do it? I'd get a Hawks tattoo? I don't know. Grandful, uh, uh, Steve Holman lives in Coweta County, which is south Atlanta, about 20, mile, 20 miles south of the airport, Hartsfield. Uh, Coweta County is home to Alan Jackson, to Doug Stone, to. All right, here is the piece with Steve Holman talking about how. This is 60 seconds. All right. Where he talks about how much this, how much these people made when they went under these single game contracts during uh, during during COVID with the uh, with the NBA. You know, when when the NBA opened up to allow teams to sign basically anybody just to fill a team to play during the you know the COVID outbreak here recently, I shared the story about one guy and I forgot his name, but he was like at Wegmans or something in in Dallas, and he got a call from the Mavericks and they said, "Can you play?" Yeah, it's terrific for those kind of guys, uh, you know, even the, the regular G League guys, too, because once they play, you know, once they step foot on the floor, they get a year's in their, they get one year in their pension plan. Uh, they also get, uh, you know, the minimum uh, divided by 82, so they get about 30 grand a game. Uh, you know, Wait, hang on, up. hang on, hang on, hang on. 30, so this guy that was shopping for avocados that suited <laughs> up to play for the Mavericks, he made 30,000, roughly $30,000 that night in how long a game? How, you know, four quarters and... Oh. Yeah, four quarters, two and a half hours. You know, and he he didn't even have to play as long as he was on the roster that night. It opened up the door for uh, guys that can always say the rest of their lives that they played in the NBA. Yeah, no You kidding. know, even if it was only for a game or two or, no or three or whatever, uh, they can't take that away from them. $30,000. You need to lace up your sneakers. You need to be ready for these opportunities that are coming up. So look on the horizon. Is there like, like a women's soccer team that needs you? Is there... Really? Competitive yoga group, something. Ribbons. You know how they do the ribbons in Beijing, like for the Olympics? And you like jump and stuff. You can do that. All right, gallery furniture, 16 years. I'm not doing any of that, though. You're making fun of me. I think you've gone nutty with this music. It's royalty free. I haven't jumped since kindergarten. Come and get your Ford. Hey, Bear Country, this is Chris Chitwood at Fayetteville Ford. Fayetteville Ford. I'm so happy to announce that Cadillac Jack has joined the team here at Fayetteville Ford. I've been around the auto industry for 23 years, and I've learned a thing or three. Like the Ford F-Series is the best-selling truck on the road. Like Fayetteville Ford offers you the lifetime powertrain warranty. And I've learned that there is a difference in a Ford and a Fayetteville Ford. I'm Cadillac Jack, and I'm fired up to join Team Fayetteville Ford. Come and get your Ford. Fayetteville Ford, simply different. Fayetteville Ford. We're located at 275 North Glen Street, Fayetteville, Georgia, just north of the square. FayettevilleFordGA.com. One more week for you to get in the running for two Georgia Bulldog Hinkle Rocking Chairs from the Hinkle Rocking Company, established in 1883. Gallery Furniture, ask for the Wolfman, ask for Donna. Gainesville. Uh, I drive by the College Park location all the time when I'm living down on the south side, and uh, they got it uh, furniture that, that nobody else has. Whether it's a big box retailer, the you know the the, the people you see on the corner, the high rent they're paying, 
or you know, could be another, you know, a small regional or locally owned furniture business. Donna from Gallery Furniture, and you know this more than anybody, Donna. She, uh, my Donna, and I always get confused when I talk about the two of you. But Donna forecast is problem in the supply chain, and so before everything shut down, she ordered like a trillion dollars worth of furniture. And that's that's that seems like a lot. That, is that high? Yeah, okay. that seems like a this? lot. Donna ordered a lot of furniture. Yes, and it was delivered and, a and, and, ton. So she still has uh, inventory. She has so much that if you go to the showroom in Gainesville and you don't see what you're looking for, and the chances of that happening are, are pretty slim, then she's going to put you in her Tahoe and drive you to one of four warehouses that she has. Uh, she's paying for right now and holding inventory there as well. Well, and furniture is tricky right now. Like we're um, going to go up to Donna's place and get two mattresses. Yeah. And just, uh, just for like kind of giggles, I was looking online just to see like, okay, what are like, what do mattresses even go for? Like, what am I, what do I go up there to look for? Just like trying to pull up some different things. It's crazy. The, the differences in prices and it makes your head hurt because like you'll find one and it's like, and here's the thing about like mattresses and stuff. If it's too cheap, you almost think like, does that mean it's a bad mattress? Do you know what I mean? Like you're starting to like make your judgments on furniture and mattresses and stuff based on like prices. Like, should I be paying more because I'm getting better quality? No, you shouldn't. Not necessarily. A lot of it, again, as we keep saying, has to do with the amount of inventory that's in stock. It's kind of like airline seats. These big box retailers, if there's only... 22 mattress sets left they're not going to sell them dirt cheap or how about this radio commercial inventory yes you remember those days when you yes. sold radio and, and, and listen if the moby in the morning show was sold out you were in part of the thousand dollar club yes for, for 60, 60 seconds 60 seconds that's back in the, the heyday of radio well you don't have to worry about any of that game playing with donna because if she's got the inventory in stock she's not going to raise the price on the mattresses just because she has them there. She's not going to raise the price on recliners just because she has rows and rows and rows of them. She markets her furniture for the right price. And she's going to help you find something that you want. So again, stop all this. You don't have to worry about game playing. And you're like, okay, wait. Last week it was $1,200, but then it went back up and now they're marking it back down. wait for President's Day. Yeah, you don't need to wait. I don't even know when that is. I don't either, but that's a big big mattress. When our anniversary is, yeah, probably. Ah. It's in February, I think. Okay, anyway. Yeah. This, we just started February. Yeah. All right. 1600 Brownsbridge Road, Gainesville. Ask for the Wolfman. Ask for Donna. Gallery Furniture, Gainesville. We have a small ask. Give you three things. Follow this podcast so you don't miss anything coming up. Number two, invite and encourage at least three people in your circle to enjoy the podcast. Is that a big ask? I don't think it is. Listen to the end of uh, episodes for uh, potential outtakes and bloopers. Everybody loves a blooper. And uh, maybe some notes from Carl Appen. And uh, thank our sponsors. Without them, uh, this would be like three ninety nine. Three dollars or three hundred. Three dollars. Okay. Gallery Furniture Gainesville, T Mobile, Brightmore Healthcare, Delta Atlanta's hometown airline. And check your spam for the new and improved the letter issue ninety seven. I'm working on it now. It's coming out this Saturday. It's a component to this podcast. It's our e newsletter with uh, links and follow ups to all the stories we've discussed. And what who are you texting? I'm I'm getting ready to tell you about my new obsession. Okay. Uh, yeah, we don't sell your information. Uh, however, should the right offer come, we'll do that in a minute. But right now, that hadn't happened. So uh, right now, your information is safe, safe with us. You're safe. Um, and uh, you can sign up. Just go to any of the social media channels, Cadillac Jack Atlanta, on Facebook, Instagram, at ATL Cadillac Jack. Or the podcast voicemail text line. Come straight to my phone, 770-464-6024. What are you adding? What, what about my new obsession? Donna's new obsession. Okay. You know how I love beavers, love beavers, love beavers, love beavers. We talked about that for a long time. Basically, the beavers have come and they go. They come, they go. They because Depending on the weather and stuff. Um, and they make a lot. They make a mess. Like beavers are, they're trouble. They're little trouble people. Okay. But I love them. But my new obsession is miniature house horses. I'm not even kidding. On the TikTok there is a whole channel devoted to house horses. And the, one of the most popular what ones... Is, I don't know, what is that? I don't well, know, I'm going to send know. it to you. One of the most popular ones is Peabody. He's a house horse. No. No, no. No. He, I Look, bet he shits everywhere. No. He goes straight to his little pee pad. What does that run? Did you see his... I don't know. I'm getting ready. To, I'm going to like go down a rabbit hole tonight. When we get finished with this, and I'm going to report back on the next podcast. Do you hear his little... 
I don't need to hear that. You hear his little like um, his coffers, yeah. his little hoofs on the hardwoods. He's the that's, size. That's leaving a mark though. That's leaving a mark on your hardwood. He's less than the size of our two dogs, and he's adorable. He is so excited to see his owners when he comes in. Here he comes. Where does he stay during the day? He's got a little crate. Come on, Peabody. Here he comes, Peabody. He is the cutest thing. Here's what your ass will do too. You, you'll Oops. go out and you'll buy a house horse. You will. And no, no conversation, no, no discussion, no budgeting, way. nothing. I'll okay. come home one day from the south side, and then there'll be a horse greet me at the back door. You'll hear those little hoofs in the, coming. In the, in the, yeah, in the in the, the the dirt room, mud room. What do they call it? Where the washing machine is. And the dogs will be so excited. They'll be like, "Look at Peabody, the our dogs, new friend." Donna, the, we have hound dogs. We have coon dogs. Uh, coon hounds. They're not going to be excited. I think about he's horse. another dog or something. I wonder if you can put him on an electric fence. I know y'all think that I'm crazy with this stuff, but honestly, I love animals so much. But you have five of them. We have three cats and two coonhounds. I know that, but I just like, when I saw this little house horse... I'll strike a deal with you. Go ahead and I'll strike a deal with you. If we get rid of some cats, you'll let me get a house horse? Get rid of all cats. All three of them. I'll go open the door right now. No. I'll go open the front door right now. It's dark. Open the front door right now. All three cats go out. I don't know what kind of person you are that like gets rid. Okay. But you don't get rid of things just because all of a sudden you don't like them anymore. Okay. Okay. But we have to make room for the house horses. I'm telling you, you're so cute. Explore the hype song playlists from each season of the Cadillac Check My Second Act podcast. Season one is available. I was exploring it the other night. I mean, I, I like it goes from Delta Dawn to Van Halen. Mother's Finest. Uh, yeah, or Usher or somebody, you know? What we do, if you're new to the podcast, welcome. Uh, a- each episode, we each serve up a song that we are rediscovering, we have rediscovered, or we are exploring. Or we just enjoy. Someone we told me Tuesday we did not add any songs to the playlist. Every now and then we don't, Donna. We get, okay. we, we get, we get, there's a production schedule. Ah, okay. They said that we talked about it, but then we didn't add them. I said, well, this stuff happens all the time. Well, right? you're in charge of curating it, so you didn't well, add it's them. Not even about, no, 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 no. We didn't actually talk about the songs. Occasionally we, that happens. We talked about the fact we were going to talk about what our song was, and then we never gave our songs. Occasionally that happens. Yeah, I mean, we're doing the best we can do, people. Seriously. I mean, Jesus Christ. All right, so what are you yeah. going to add? We have three kids. Five, Five animals, animals and a potential house six horse. Six jobs. Six uh, jobs and potentially a house horse moving we'll in. We'll see this. about that. Right, do you want to hear his little hoofs again? No. Okay. No. Um, I am adding the Beebs, Justin Bieber. I, I love this song and it's kind of old, but it's called um, The Ghost of Me. Is it new? No, it was on his last album, Justice. And um, a lot of people thought that this song, it's called Ghost. Um, mm-hmm. And I know you've heard, you probably, do you know what song it is? I don't. I miss you more than life. Okay. Not registering. Do you have Shazam? Uh, I don't think it would pick that shit up right there. But. Well, actually, I think it would. A lot of people thought it was about Selena Gomez, the Selena, and it wasn't. Um, he, he's constantly had his wiener. He's constantly trying to tell people, like, stop. It's fine for you to, like, manifest what you think my songs are about, but stop trying to ship me and Selena back together. Do what, you, what does that even mean? Do you know what ship means? I don't. Okay, that's what the kids say. It's like relationship. Put people together that don't belong together. Now, they were together, but he's he's married. He's with Haley Bieber now. But anyways, he said that um, this song, Ghost, is actually about losing people. And um, he said it's, he knows it's been a really challenging year. Last couple of years where we've lost loved ones and relationships, too. The song works for this quarantine situation. We're not relating and connecting in the same way. It has allowed us to only really have these memories. I hope this resonates, and I hope it fills your heart up with joy or comfort in some sort of way. So for anybody who's going through anything, it's kind of a cool song. It's just like it talks about like the ghost of you and you know how it's kind of hard to shake people. Um, not like when you – well, I mean, I guess it could be when you've broken up with someone or just loss, great loss. Um, but, but it doesn't have to be a relationship necessarily. No, okay. not necessarily. Okay, you're up. All right, tell everybody how they find this new season, though. On Spotify. Oh, go to Caddy and Donna under Spotify. And these are super ish, easy to think, you know, easy to search for. And you just go under playlist in Spotify, go to playlist and then type in Caddy and Donna. And you honestly, all you have to do is type in that man's first name and it starts popping up. It starts populating right. the playlist in the, the podcast. And you're looking for Tres, T-R-E-S. T-R-E-S. Tres. Season three, Trace. Because this is our third playlist and you can always download the first and the second one, so... I'm going to add a song from 2005. A song that didn't do well on the chart, Donna. It only it peaked at number 17 on the Billboard Country chart. 
But I have a bit that I do in the afternoon on the Bear 92.5 because we are Alan Jackson's hometown country station. And I celebrate the milestones, whether personal or professional, in Alan Jackson's life. And that then allows me to play two in a row from Alan Jackson on a random 4.30 on a Wednesday afternoon. Just because you feel like it. Just because I feel like it. Or, or to play an album cut or an, a live Alan Jackson song. We celebrate everything about Alan Jackson on the Bear 92.5. Like last week, uh, it, it, you may not have known this, and I go through just a lot of family history and photo albums from the from the Jackson family to find these things out, these dates. But like uh, it was last Tuesday, I think, in 1970, no, 1968, Alan Jackson lost his first tooth. What? And so I played two in a row of Alan Jackson on that day because it was a day that we celebrate as a milestone. You, tooth in a row? I didn't. I should have done that. Damn. <sighs> you consult with me before you go live. Uh, there was also something last week where I forgot what it was, but I played. I played this song that I'm going to add to the Spotify hype song playlist. Trace. It's a song called "The Talking Song Repair Blues," 2005. Only peaked at 17, but it's a. I mean, it's such a well-written song, written by Dennis Lindy. Dennis was a an introvert. He just didn't like people. He died, I think, 2003. This guy, Dennis Lindy, wrote Burn in Love for Elvis, Donna. He wrote uh, he just didn't Goodbye like Earl people? for the Dixie Chicks. He wrote John Deere Green. He wrote It Sure Is Monday for Mark Chestnut. He wrote uh, some of the most, some of the quirkiest songs in country music history, but they were solid hits. So when Dennis came down the mountain and rode into Nashville, the pluggers knew that he was coming. And they would run each other over to get to Dennis and his sack of new demo oh boy. new demo songs because they were going to be full of hits. All right. And everybody wanted to record a Dennis Lindy song. In Alan Jackson's career, there have been very few times he did not record a song that he did not at least have a hand in writing. But this is an example of one of those that uh, Alan had nothing to do with. It's just a it's a, it's a great song. Alan Jackson. But don't be downhearted. I can fix it for you, Sonny. It won't take too long. It'll just take money. You change. I said, hold on, friend. I'm not through. I hate to be the one to give you this news, but your whole melodic structure's done work itself. Here's the premise for the song. You know how when you go see a mechanic, they jerk you around? Not always. I mean, we have Keith Rockdale Bone owned a mechanic shop forever. He never jerked people around. Sometimes. That was like. Sometimes you get yeah. jerked around. Okay. Yeah. Or at least this. You need to go to a mechanic that you trust. Like Correct. Keith Rockdale Bone. All right. Correct. You just don't go to a rogue mechanic because they're going to what? They're going to up to Listen, that part, that's going to be locked right there. And you need to have this fixed and your your, your tweaker rotated and your tutor uh, inverted and, you know, things I wouldn't know about. I'd be like, well, how much is that? And they're like, oh, wow. Mm, that's, wow that's I think you know about how many tweaker rotator, but go ahead. So Alan turns it on him in the song because the mechanic says, aren't you that songwriting guy from Nashville? And he says, yes. And he says, I'm a songwriter too. Let me play a song. Tell me what you think about it. So Alan then does the same thing that a mechanic would do. Talks about, you know, you just heard the melodic structures off, you know, it just breaks down the song. Well, he's and- like, yeah, he's like correcting the guy about how to songwrite. Didn't get, it's funny because when you told me about the song, I was like, I don't remember the song. And then you played it. And I'm like, that was a good one. I had to go find this. We didn't even have it. The Bear Library is very deep. I mean, we, we got probably 500 titles in the, in the, in the, the music library. I, it wasn't in there. I had to go find it, buy it, download it, or it actually not ripped it from YouTube and then took it to the air. Can you imagine doing that in a major market? Uh, no. Bring it a song in from home. No, <laughs> no. But I love it because they trust me and, they, and it's that kind of stuff that, Makes it a space. It's a very special radio station. It's unique. There's. It's not just you can do this. You can't do this. It, it, do do it. Have fun. Go do what you want to do. Download the app. Join me weekday afternoons three to seven. Search for the Bear Nine Two Five in your app store. Um. So I have some really sad news that kind of came about as we were um recording a couple of days ago. But um, I'm sure you've been hearing about the last couple of days. So um, there's a former Miss America. Um, and her name is Chesley Christ, and she was also on Extra, and um, she was crowned Miss USA in 2019, and she died from jumping from a building in Manhattan, um, according to the New York Police Department, but she um, was a, an attorney who fought for um, people who were um, wrongly imprisoned, but very sad story, and we've heard a lot of these lately. We talked about on the podcast previously, Regina King's son, um, you know, had passed away from suicide, but 
what I wanted to say about this was that um, there was a really beautiful tweet sent out after this came about from um, Bernice King, Dr. King's daughter. And basically it just said such incredibly sad news about Chesley Christ. Depression creates deep despair and an overwhelming illusion that there's no way forward in life. Remember, looking good and doing good things doesn't always equal feeling and thinking good. Check on you too. And then of course she gave the National Suicide Hotline number, which we want to give um, for anybody who is struggling right now or knows someone. And that's 1-800-273-8255. Again, it's 1-800-273-8255. You can always reach out to one of us. We don't have all the answers, but sometimes as we've talked about before, many times on this podcast, people just need someone to talk to, someone to lend an ear. And I have a couple of friends right now that are going through some really tough times with some things that are going on with their family. And sometimes it can just seem hopeless. You know what you're going through. It's just like someone told me the other day that they feel like they're walking um, through quicksand, that they just can't get out of it. You know, that every time they move four steps forward, they're going four steps backwards. So just hang in there. It will get better. The sun will come up. It's not always going to be the way it is right now. But if you need someone to talk to, obviously you can reach out on that number or you can reach out to one of us as well. And you know what? We might just want to talk to you as much as you need to talk to us. So just remember that sometimes, because you know she was someone who I think as recently as two days before she took her life had posted about some things that she was doing and it just seemed to vary. She seemed very, you know, happy, positive. positive and happy and settled. And as we talked previously on the podcast about, I think that's one of the most unsettling things about mental health is that sometimes people think like, I don't know what happened because it was so great. And then it turned so bad. So um, listen, life is just a lot of ups and downs, highs and lows. So let's talk uh, Jeffrey Parker, the Marta CEO that took his own life three weeks ago by jumping in front of a MARTA train here in Atlanta. Two days prior, he led the yearly State of the Union MARTA address, you know, and, and, and remember they unveiled the new rail cars. MARTA's get new rail cars for the first time in 20 years or something. I mean, he was there. He was he on was, the highest of the high of I, his it, it appeared that way. Yeah. It, it appeared that way. It yeah. appeared that way. My number is 470-219-2023. That's my cell number. I'll give you the voicemail text and, and, and voicemail line as well, but I, you call my cell phone, I'm going to pick right up. 470-219-2023. Our thanks to executive producer Carl Appen. Subscribe to The Letter. Uh, look for it in your spam. For now, <laughs> anyway. But uh, when you sign up, I get a notification immediately, and I send you a little note. Say thank you. Like, it's personalized and everything. Are you watching the damn horse? Again, stop. Production assistance from Steve Mitchell and Ingo Studios in Atlanta. New episodes on Tuesday and Thursday. It's Cadillac Jack, my second act. We are part of Team Appen Podcast Network. Wow.